Welcome to Women Waken, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in your life, from relationships, your childhood, conditioning, growing up, to shift from a place of codependency to a state of divine feminine love, acceptance, harmony, and abundance. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the illusion of needing to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. And I'm also a fellow human being who has experienced most of the issues that I explore on this show. On today's episode, an identify and heal solo episode, I'm talking about breakups and rejection as a catalyst. Yes, it's true. These are some of the greatest emotional upheaval catalysts you could ever have, even though they could be the most treacherous experiences of our life, the most devastating, the most depressing and challenging. We can come to see them as necessary catalysts to get to the true place in our lives that we're looking for with our soulmate, with ourselves, with our life's purpose to be on our soul's path. So take a listen and enjoy. Hey everybody, Whitney here with a Identify and Heal solo episode. Today I wanted to talk about combining two topics that I've spoken to recently. I've talked a lot about dating and relationships and how to come from a place of love and security when it comes to picking people so that we can avoid some of the unpleasant feelings and experiences of trying to create a connection, have a connection, experience a connection with somebody who is not going to give you their best effort, their highest interest, doesn't have your highest good in mind. And in reality, Neither do you, because if you're coming from that place of lack and you're just looking to be validated or reassured or to not be alone, then it's not great. Okay, so there's that. Looking for relationships. We're looking for love. Most of us want to find a partner. We want to share this life with somebody, right? Then I've also spoke recently about a dark night of the soul. Times in our life where somewhat unexpectedly, we suddenly feel like there's this big surgence of emotional upheaval, or maybe there's events in our lives that just turn everything upside down, or we just feel totally lost. Whatever it is, it's having to face some harsh truths or realities. We have to kind of go down into like the darkness, into the gunky areas and see what needs to be cleared out. On that note, putting the two together, what is one of the most powerful, let's just say, what's the stuff that gets out Drano? What's like the best thing to really clear out the pipes, you know, our system, what's going to give you like the best cleanse, a breakup or rejection. Rejection is one of the most powerful tools to identify and clear out some of the darker matter that we have in ourselves about ourselves, our concepts around ourselves, about love, about how, whether or not we are deserving of love. Think about it for a second, right? Anytime that we're rejected, today I'm going to talk about relationships and breakups. I'm going to talk about 
how they can be a catalyst to our dark night of the soul, to our spiritual evolution, spiritual awakening, but we can get rejected in any facet of life. It can be from a group of friends or people. It can be from a certain, certain community. It can be from a job, an opportunity, whatever it is. Rejection makes us question fundamentally our value, our, our worth. So it's going to bring up some of the stuff that may have been dormant, may have been kind of rest and easy since, you know, for years, hadn't really been awakened or dusted up, but it's still there. That's the problem. Have you ever thought that you were over something and you're like, I'm fine. I don't even care about that anymore. And then something comes up and just bam, just hits that nerve, that old nerve, just right. Bam, just hits it. And you're like, okay, I guess I'm still not over that. And that's definitely there. So we can thank these things, right? It feels terrible and we feel very angry. Why did this have to happen? However, it was bound to happen. If it's still within you, something is going to bother it and stir it up. So back to today's, to today's topic is breakups and rejection specifically. Rejection romantically. I spoke about my dark night of the soul a few years ago. The catalyst for that was a lot of things, but one was that I was dating someone for a while before. And it was one of the, it was a situation ship, right? Where we'd already known each other. We were friends and we just tried out, you know, like, Hey, let's try some dating. And I knew, I think we both knew that it wasn't going to go anywhere, but I don't know about you all, but every time I get into a situation ship, I'll say, Oh, you know, it's fine. I'm not going to take this personal because I don't really care too much about the outcome. And then I get invested in the outcome because my ego gets invested. It says, well, if I'm good enough, then they'll want to date me, be with me, propose marriage to me. And then I can say no, right? But I want that offer. I want the acceptance. I want the validation. So I didn't get it. And they essentially, we were hanging out and they expressed that they really liked me, but their actions didn't match their words in terms of taking the steps, which I've also spoken to in other episodes, how to know if the situation you're in is a situationship or moving towards a relationship. If they're not wanting to invite you to invite you into their life, essentially. Right. And this person wasn't doing that. So we, I ended things and I said, listen, this is just, you know, casual hooking up. I'm not into it. And I acted all like tough and, you know, like the queen of swords, if you will, some tarot talk. Queen of swords is the one who's like cutting through the bullshit, getting shit done, moving forward with her vision. But my emotional body was devastated because it brought up, again, it was a catalyst for all this stuff that I thought was gone because it had been dormant. But this situation just, just riled it right back up. All my insecurities, all my doubts. My thoughts that I'm, of course, I'm not good enough. Of course, I won't find somebody. Of course, this person wouldn't, I'm not good enough for being someone's partner or forever person, whatever it is. And so this brought all that up and I wasn't happy about it. But when I look back now, I see that it was the catalyst for this deeper upheaval, this deeper, again, like declogging, cleansing of my system of old beliefs that had to go. And I'm not going to say that they're all gone now, but it took out like a good layer and it brought to the surface things that needed to get out. So I want to offer that for anybody who's maybe frustrated with all various situations where they feel they meet somebody and then it doesn't work out and they feel rejected. Every single experience that we have, any single connection with another human being, another soul is divinely planned by us in advance before we come on this planet. That's my belief. I don't want to tell you what is so, but that's 
my way of thinking. So I'm just offering it in case you jive with it and you can, you know, maybe it kind of, you hear this and you're like, oh, wow, I appreciate that notion. That feels right to me. Only if it feels right to you, right? If you're like, that sounds like bullshit, then it's bullshit. But if you jive with it and you jive with it. Anyway, so we can get frustrated, but it's only giving us the opportunity to become and have what we really want. That's the key to everything that we ever experience. We may be irritated. We may be mad. Why didn't this work out? Why did this happen this way? But it's always because we stated to the universe what we want and the universe is saying, okay, but if you thought it was going to be sunshine and rainbows to get there, you're wrong. You know, you're not going to become super successful and your business idea isn't going to take off on like, you know, again, like a rainbow slide. It's not going to be like, Ooh, this is so great. You're going to face adversity. You're going to face challenges. You're going to have doubts. You're going to have obstacles. That is a part of it. And the universe put those obstacles in your way because they know how bad you want this. And they're saying, if you really want to level up and get to this amount of abundance and success, this is the route, nothing else. And you go through those obstacles because they're going to challenge you to be ready for that exact position. How can you be the CEO of a company if you haven't learned to have a thick skin and how to face obstacles and you know be on your toes about, okay, well, this didn't work out. Let's try something else. If you're just going to give up, you're not ready. Same with relationships. If you think that you're just going to meet your person tomorrow and be all happy and carefree, it's not going to happen if you still have all that gunk underneath there. That as I was speaking to was the stuff that came up for me when I felt rejected by this person that led me to my dark dart of the soul that made me see, you know, it felt like purging, right? It was like, oh, I'm getting all this grossness up. And it's so just like if you've ever had a, you know, a stomach flu or had too much to drink and you spend all night, like on the toilet and just keeps coming and coming out of you. And you're like, good grief, is this going to end? But it's stuff that is not meant to be in there, right? When we get food poisoned, it's because something doesn't agree with our bodies and we have to, our body knows to get it out. When we have a unpleasant relationship, we, we have energy that goes through us that again, kind of works as Drano. That's like, it's not meant for you, but it's going to help clear some shit out. That's for sure. And again, it's for you to take that next step towards what you've told the universe you want. If you've set your intention and you've said to the universe, I am ready. I'm ready for my true spiritual companion. I am ready for my soulmate. I am ready for my companion in this lifetime. Then it's going to say, all right, then let's get you on that track. It's not, yeah, we'll just bring him in tomorrow because guess what will happen tomorrow? You'll meet this person, but what's going to be there? Your same insecurities, that gunk in there that, you know, is keeping you from being a clear channel of love is going to be there and you're not going to be ready to love fully. And don't you want to be ready to love fully when you meet your soul companion, your spiritual soulmate? You know, we want to be at our highest good and you're not going to be there if you haven't gone through these catalysts. So I'm here to tell you, just enjoy. If you have a bunch of shitty situationships coming your way, it's telling you something, but sometimes you just got to say, all right, let's have the ride. You know, when I look back, I've had a lot of situationships in the past few years and a lot of them were had a lot of fun. They were not healthy. There was a lot to learn. There was a lot of growing pains, you know? learning curves that aren't always the funnest. There were some great times with these people. I remember I had a soulmate coach. I've had a couple soulmate coaches. This one, her name is Dragonfly. I have an episode, a guest episode with her. If you look through my archives of my podcast, she's lovely and amazing. 
And I was going on and on about this person and how they weren't doing this. And it was, I was worried about this. And she was like, we had a date the next day. I was like, yeah, we're going to go to the beach. And she's like, why don't you just go and enjoy the expression of the universe that is this man? And I was like, you're so right. Like we have this tiny little piece of time together and maybe they're not the best and I'm not at my best either, but regardless, we're going to share a day at the beach tomorrow. We're probably going to make out and it's going to feel good. And we're going to do other things that feel good and are fun. So just roll with it. But also if you can be mindful, then you can waste less time. Maybe you reduce it down to only two situationships rather than like five years of situationships. If you set, if you talk to the universe and you say, okay, I see you. I see you. You're putting this in my path. You're trying to help me clear this out and then keep that communication open of, okay, I think this is the lesson that I need to learn not to try and contort myself to get someone to like me, that I need to not base my value on whether or not somebody wants to get more serious with me or choose me, pick me, right? There's lots to learn from every single relationship and every single breakup or rejection is going to be, again, that ultimate draino of your emotional piping <laughs> that's going to help get out the gunk that so that you are a clear channel when zoop, your soulmate comes right in because you've set that intention. And that's why these other people are coming into your path to help pave the way and get you ready for that. And to close, I want to throw out, I want to do a deeper episode on this, but I need some more time to think about it. Cause I remember when I went through that said situationship ending, I was friggin' searching every single video on how do you get over somebody? How do you get, cause man, that person was in my head, like a freaking just like drilling a hole, like a termites or something into my brain. I couldn't get them out of there. I thought about them every single day for like a year until I met somebody else. Sometimes that happens. And uh, it's brutal, you know, breakups are brutal and it's brutal either, you know, whether it was like real deep love and you had to end it, that's its own brutality or when it's a situationship and it ends, which is its own brutality. Cause then it's like, you have so many questions, right? You're like, what was wrong with me? Especially if you've been in a situation where there was so much that was unsaid, like you weren't very expressive to each other. You weren't very open or honest. Then it's, you just have all these questions, right. That never really go answered. And that's what happened is I was like, so confused, like what the hell just happened? It was this whirlwind of an experience. And now I'm left with all these doubts and insecurities coming up and just all this stuff. So what can we do? Here's my top advice. I say for the first few weeks, just let yourself do whatever you need. I mean, you're going to be kind of like a raw nerve because again, you're having stuff exposed that's been nice and soothed and hidden, but then it's like reactivated, right? And again, I think that when we go through this, it helps to make that nerve die down to the point where it's just not that reactive. If you're having this response, it's because that nerve was ever never truly settled in the first place. I think it's possible for these insecurity nerves, if that term makes sense, you know, like the little things that are just waiting to be activated by life experiences, but I think they can get decreased. Anyways, if you have that come up, do what you need. I, I mean, unfortunately I was just like a total mess and I turned to food for comfort. I gained like 15 pounds in five weeks. I could not stop eating. I was like having a really weird response to this. And I was just like needing to soothe any way I could. I have a whole history of an eating disorder. I have a few episodes on that. And I turned to it and I was just like soothing myself. And it was, and I don't recommend that, but I think that we need to have at least some be gracious with ourselves in that first few, that first period. I mean, some people after breakups, you know, they do lay in bed and eat ice cream for a while. 
it's like a cliche, but it's true. I mean, it's, it's hard to push ourselves too much because there's so much emotional upheaval. I don't really know anything else in this world that is as emotionally disruptive or eruptive as a breakup. You know, even like the loss of someone, like a death is extremely painful. However, it's not, doesn't have that rejection component, right? Or the loss of something that still could be. It's just its own different flavor of despair and sadness and tragedy and grief. Like the grief and the loss is real. And to be honest, when a relationship ends, it is like there, it's a death. Because as I've spoken to you before, in every relationship, there's you and your partner. And then there's the relationship, which is an entity that is created between your two energies. Your two energies are feeding into this new entity that is given birth by both of you that is your relationship. And then when a relationship ends, it literally dies because you both take your energy back. It doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't mean that you don't have those feelings still, but like co-creation is gone because you guys have decided to no longer give your energies to build this together. And that can be absolutely devastating and a huge loss and create enormous grief to experience that. So in the initial stages, I say, be gracious with yourself, have patience, recognize that again, this is for your highest good. This is going to lead you towards resolving, identifying, healing the things that hurt you. I mean, of course, sometimes it's just grief. It's not always going to be building. It's just the experience of extreme sadness of the loss of someone, which does always tell us though, we grief only exists because we love, we grieve something as deeply as we loved it. Right. So sometimes we just allow it to be a sacred expression of acknowledging that we have loved and we've been in love. But if it's more about rejection, then it's just about honoring that, okay, I needed to get through this because something much better is on its way if I can process this. So shake it off for a while. You know, if you're not able to get much done, just do what you can. I know, here's another tip. I needed to process it a lot. For me, that was talking. I think we've all had the experience where we break up with someone and every single one of our friends might start kind of screening our calls because we just want to call them and tell them like this new thought we had and this new, you know, okay, well, I think that when I think back, actually, I think that this text you sent me meant this. And this day I should have recognized this. You're kind of like playing detective for a while. Like you're, cause your brain is scrambling and trying to put together the pieces of like, why did this happen? What happened? We're trying desperately to understand this occurrence that feels like a bomb went off in our bodies. Right. I might be being a little bit traumatic, but I don't know. Every time I've had a relationship end, it feels like a big upheaval. Again, it the it's less when it was more equal and how we felt about each other. But if it felt unbalanced and I feel felt flat out rejected, or if it kind of felt very mysterious and a lot of unanswered questions, it set me in a total tizzy. So whatever place it is on this spectrum you're still going to need to take some space for you to just allow for the feelings to come up and come through and do what you need. Maybe find a therapist, find that outlet, find your friends who are open to having these calls with you, having these discussions with you journal, journaling a lot, just getting it all out. You know, just every single thought you have, because the more that you allow that to come through and to process it, the sooner you can let it out of your system. And then of course, after that, I'm going to give the typical that if you really want to start the healing from the end of a relationship or rejection, you have to go no contact. I know not everyone agrees. However, I found it to be the case that 
my healing didn't really begin until I completely stopped connecting with that person. Cause what I realized is let's say I kept like the texting Avenue open that I was still always waiting for their text. And if I got a text, oh my gosh, it was like dopamine hit, like super excited, but then I'm just gonna be let down. Right. Because if it's over, it's over. And I don't know if any of you have been there where you, you just get this hope, right? Like, even though rationally, you know, it's done, they send you a text and you're like, maybe just maybe there's going to be, it's going to come back to life. And there's like one final act for us. And that's another sad thing about breakup is when you realize like, this is the actual end. There is no final act. We're done. And that's a sad thing in itself, which is we travel around the cosmos and the universe infinitely. So each human soul connection is its own brilliant expression into the universe, but the same expression is never quite the same. So like when we meet somebody and we create, again, that entity that is a relationship or a connection, once it's gone, it's never, again, never quite the same. We might meet in a different lifetime, which we do a lot. I would say most of the people that we date or connect with in this lifetime, we've already had a few go arounds with. I'm sure you all can imagine that if you think of some of the people you've dated, you're like, yeah, it felt something about it felt kind of familiar and their energy. I I, like right when I met them, I felt it's because you knew them before anyways, but it's just a tragic thing where it's like, oh, there, there's nothing else here. And it can be hard to let that go. There's a beautiful song called promises by Ben Harper. It's one of my favorite breakup songs because it just kind of emulates that sorrow of you know, I know that this wasn't meant to be, I know we weren't right, but I'm still just so sad that there won't be one more night together or one more adventure together or one more fighting to make this work. It's done like a wave that comes through and it's born and it is mighty and powerful. And then it crashes on the shore and then it recedes back and it's done. And that's what a relationship is like. Sometimes they're just done. So no contact helps us to get out of that cycle of still kind of having them in our head where they're like, maybe they'll call. But even then, let's say you go no contact, you've deleted them from social media. Cause again, you can pretend like, Oh, we're just social media friends. But I know that with people I've broken it off with, I was still looking at their stories every day. I was still seeing to see if they were looking at my Instagram stories and I was looking at their profile and seeing if they had added new girls And I realized I was doing that pretty often to become like a routine. And I was like, this is not helping me get over them. I'm not, I'm actually not getting over them. That's what this shows. So I had to let that go. And for me, actually with one situation, the universe had to do it. Like I ended up finding out some information that that person had lied to me. And I had to be like, you know what, this is, I need to just cut off all things. Cause it's just, there's no point in trying to explore this further or keeping myself heard about it. So just consider that if you really want to get over it. But even then, you know, you can cut off every single thing, but you might still have this person in your brain, but just know that at that point, it's important to look at what is ego and what is love. What's coming from my heart. What's coming from my ego. Ego is when you're winding your wheels about, did they reject me? Why? Why wasn't I good enough? Why didn't they want me? Why didn't it work out? Right. Or if it's coming from your heart, it's more about like, I just deeply miss this person. I think I actually love them but it just wasn't going to work because either they weren't going to do it or they weren't in, in it, or I wasn't, or it just wasn't faded. 
I really do believe that sometimes we meet people and we can love them, but it just runs its course and isn't for the long term. Right? There's that great phrase that says every connection we make is for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. You know, there's those few friendships that last a whole lifetime. There's that relationship that ends up lasting a lifetime. Everything else is just a beautiful expression into the universe. That's very tragic when it ends. Okay. So letting it in the initial stages, letting it process, then going no contact. Then, you know, as you move on, as it's still playing out in your head, identify is this ego, if it's ego stuff, then that's the stuff that you need to address. And you can be like, thank you. I give my blessing to this experience because it's told me that I still have a lot of insecurities. I might like, it's a good time to look at your bar, right? Like, where do I place myself with my worth? Do I know my value? Do I know my worth? I remember hearing in my early twenties that the universe will honor the value that you place on yourself. Something like that. We're basically like, if you think that you're worth about this much, People are going to feel that they're going to sense that you're going to put that out in the universe. If you think that you're of high worth, you express that you emanate that you emulate it. The universe will honor it. So we have to see like, where is my, if my bar is super low, well, no wonder I'm attracting these low energy connections that again, I believe all of them are trying to urge us and help us get to higher levels but see that as the ground for your work. Anything that's coming from ego, again, maybe you need to talk to a therapist. Maybe you need to do some of your own self-worth work, some shadow work. Maybe you're going to have a dark night of the soul and have to go deep in there and get that declogging happening. If it comes from your heart, then it's going to take some healing, right? It's going to take being kind to yourself, being loving, tending to yourself, and recognizing that there are time and places for when we need to give ourselves love. Right. Often after a breakup, we might seek it, seek to find that from someone else, a different source, but there's times when we just need to be our own greatest source of love. Okay. So I'm going to do another episode on this and brainstorm more because I think breakups are such a big thing. I could do like a whole seminar on breakups. I could do like a whole two hours talking about the whole prolonged breakup period. I mean, it really is disruptive and challenging because it's one of the most profound experiences we have on this planet is to connect emotionally, mentally, and physically with somebody. And that's what we do when we're romantically involved. So it affects every layer of our body. So the other piece when breaking up is to have compassion and patience with yourself, that it's okay if it's been six months and you still think about them every day, that you're still kind of waiting for their call or their text. I'm also a big proponent of music. I sometimes I had to just drive and just listen to music. And yes, sometimes it was sad and it made me cry, but I think it helps. I think it can be soothing. I think you need to do the things for yourself that feel soothing. Of course, be mindful of that. Like I was saying, I had the eating stuff and for me, it resolved. I finally was able to be like, okay, I need to cut this out and get back to channel this more as like getting into exercise, taking care of myself. But if there's a while that you kind of fall off and just can't do more than again, like stay in bed, watch YouTube and uh, eat Skittles. That's okay for a while. But just remember, this is coming to you. These situations, these brutal breakups, these catalysts that are the draino of your emotional pipes, <laughs> drains, it's because you've stated to the universe what you want and the universe is trying to get you there. And getting to our ultimate goal is never going to be easy breezy. And it's literally just the universe saying like, okay, but you can't see what I see, which is that you're wanting to go 
up this mountain, but you're literally chained at the bottom. So let me help you with these events to catalyze the experience and let you recognize that you are chained and you need to set yourself free, chained by your beliefs, chained by your doubts of yourself, insecurities. All right, everybody. I hope this was helpful. I hope you have a beautiful day and we'll tune in again next time. Bye. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to Women Waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world.